to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Mia Khalifa, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We've been excited to get you on. So happy to happy to have you and talk plastic surgery. You've met Dr. Ravello by digital means. <laughs> yeah. That's all we got these days. Yeah, you know? I know. That's what we, that's what we do. Um, so I wanted to talk to you, me, about your amazing body transformation that we've been witnessing on social media. I don't know how, like, I have definitely gained the freshman 15 <laughs> on my, uh, my COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic, and uh, my doctor was all over me today about that, quite honestly. But, well, it's, uh, about some, it's about time something about you looks your age. <laughs> oh, no. that's like a, it's like a compliment and an insult? It's absolutely time. a compliment. <laughs> Every time he tells me how old he is, my brain just like explodes and has a meltdown. Yeah, he's got well, some kind of deal with the devil there for sure. I know. Well, thank you. But the, the pandemic has definitely aged me that way for sure. So I am, uh, I'm impressed with you because you have definitely taken control of your body in a way that I'm not sure you've ever done. Is that true? Uh, never in my life. And, uh, let me tell you something, nothing will motivate you like a wedding dress. <laughs> and now the wedding is postponed and I don't know what to do because this is not sustainable. Oh no. When was the wedding supposed to be? June 10th. So like I was <gasps> in primo shape for the wedding. <laughs> yeah. That'll and do now it. It's, yep. Now it's next year. Mm-hmm. So, um, not sure. Like, can I let myself go for a couple weeks in the summer and then... Oh, I don't know. Well, well, what if, how, what have how you did you do doing? it? Uh, so I started going to Legree, which is uh, oh, Pilates yeah. on a megaformer. And I never really enjoyed working out until I discovered low impact workouts. So um, after really liking Legree, I started going to Rise Nation and I, I enjoyed the workouts for the first time in my life. And it also helps to have like a workout buddy that you go with. Um, I never drove myself to any single workout because I would just get picked up by my friend Mercedes who uh, she was doing it long before me. And then she kind of just like brought me in and here I am. (laughs) I'm not familiar with Rise Nation. What is that? So it's a Versa Climber. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got it. It's it's kind of like Orange Theory, but on a climber. I've never been to Orange Theory, um, but I thought that those were more like HIIT workouts, like, like yeah, high, yeah. high intensity. Yeah. See, that's the stuff I realized I don't like just because it hurts my boobies, to be honest. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel and <laughs> yeah, and I heard running like makes your skin sag because of how gravity works. I don't know. That's, that's always scared me. And it doesn't feel I good know. on my joints because I'm 80 years old on the inside. Mm, I don't know about that. But I will tell you that your your definition and the the muscle tone obviously is, you know that that doesn't come easily. So you're doing diet, you're doing exercise, yeah. you're really keeping healthy during a a locked in pandemic, and that's a very big deal because a lot of people I, I have had loads of calls for liposuction already. It is like, <laughs> you know, like the, no the run on lipo is in it's nuts. I mean, people have gained a lot of weight during this pandemic, and it's because they're their orange theories are closed and the gym, the equinoxes are closed and the, in the 24 hour fitness, all the stuff that they kind of rely on. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. It's really tough not having your, your life the way that you know it. So it's, it's impressive to me that your choices have gotten you into incredible shape. And from a plastic surgeon standpoint, that is a, that's a very big deal. I mean, most people would make other choices. They'd say, well, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. It's unhealthy, a lot of the things that, that people are, are kind of falling into. So what was it? The, the wedding dress, yes, I get that. But there's a personal motivation there. What was it that said, I, I'm going to do this now, other than the wedding? Um, so Mercedes always takes before and after pictures. Um, so she takes a photo on the first of every month. And she told me to do it the, after I took my first class with her and said, okay, let's try and do this for 20 days this month. Like, let's set a goal like that. So I did that. And then I saw the before and after photo just from going to 20 classes. And that alone motivated me. I was like, holy shit, this actually works. (laughs) And I can kind of still eat whatever I want if I'm in a caloric deficit. So now I work out three, two to three times a day. uh, And I take the weekends off. Yeah, but it's, it's fun. It's just like those, I either do it with my personal trainer, or I got a mirror and I do classes on that. Cause I don't know how to work out by myself. I need someone to tell me what to do. That's gonna, so how are you doing that with the quarantine then? If you weren't doing that, were you going to in-person classes before? 
the quarantine? Yeah, so I would do okay. um, I would do the VersaClimber class and then the Megaformer Pilates class. Um, okay. But now I just work out in my garage. Yeah, but with a virtual trainer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that helps. Someone yeah, no, who's I've actually you on the- you. Yeah. yeah, the virtual trainer is working very well for you, and you've uh, you've definitely developed good rapport over the over the uh, kind of the social networking, and it's it's worked great. So He's congratulations! Awesome. Thank you. I feel like he motivates me, and also uh, keeps the workouts like fun. Totally, he, he doesn't then, change them up too much to where I feel stupid every time I'm trying a new one. Well, and then you also have your personal chef. <laughs> Yeah, right. My, you mean my essential worker? I'm alone. Like, well, I'm not going to say how long I'm alone for it. I know who's listening to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Is he, is he, uh, is he going to work at all or is he? Is, yeah, uh, yeah. Way, really? He works now. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, he's cooking privately. Um, so he's gone most of the time. Oh, bummer. So I'm, I, all I have time to do is like work out and get some work in in between because no sports has really slowed me down. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. It's really brutal. I know. Uh, that, I won't. I won't talk about hockey, though. I promise. No, I think we can't. Uh, we can't go there. It'll just. We'll both be in tears. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's been. It's been hard with no sports. That's for sure. But yeah. you know, we've been. Uh, or we're, right now, Doctor Ravel and I are getting ready to reopen our practices and get back to surgery. So the way that uh, we met was over a, a significant injury of yours, and I wanted to kind of go through the plastic surgery part of that since this is all about our plastic surgery listeners and, and talk about back grafting and how we fix things up for you, but also how that's fared through your, your weight loss and your, and yeah. your toning up. Cause that's a lot of the questions that we have about back grafting is how does it fare when you have right. massive weight loss of, I mean, you didn't have massive weight loss, but you really changed your body fat composition. Oh it was almost like 30, it's almost 30 pounds. I'm down to one Oh five now. Wow. It's crazy. Over how, how long a period of time? Since December. December, you've lost 30 pounds since December. Yeah. I mean, that I didn't kind know of you fits. had 30 pounds to lose. <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> from my home chef. That's where it comes from. My oh. European Swedish husband who <laughs> thinks butter is the main food group. Got That's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I called wrong. Dr. Kelber crying one time because I had like a cystic pimple because of all the butter I had eaten from <laughs> It happens. And you did, and you, I mean, I'm telling you, the food that he makes, I, I haven't tried it at all, but like when you post that stuff, it's just soon. like, oh my God, it looks amazing. I mean, he's, he's okay. a master chef. Yeah. Like he's one of the top guys like on earth, correct? <laughs> he's pretty amazing. He is. So, uh, me, his husband's Robert Samberg, who's an incredible chef and just, uh, I mean, the, the food that he makes for you alone is nuts. I can't even imagine what he's doing for his private clients and all that when they ask him to like, you know, do something cool. It's got to yeah, be. Awesome. Do something cool. So we met, we met when, uh, and I don't know if you know the story, Dr. Ravello, but uh, Mia took a hockey puck to the chest, directly yeah. to the left breast implant. I heard that. Slap shot painful. from <laughs> in the Stanley yeah. Cup playoffs. Did you ever figure out like, how fast that was going when it hit you? Did you ever get that number? I feel like he could tell more than me from the damage inside. I mean, the chances are where she was sitting and what the, the slap shot was, it probably was a, an 80 to 90 mile per hour oh, slap no. shot. Oh, oh my God. Wow. I really, I really thought I had an out-of-body experience when it happened. Um, it, was, it was very weird to go through mentally just because it happened so fast, but right. I had never felt something like that before. So, oh my God, not something I want to experience again, but I yeah, got to I keep the fog. At least they could give you that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and when Mia told us about the injury, she said it felt like she'd been shot. And I do remember yeah. that very specifically yep. because if you're sitting there, nothing's happening, and a projectile hits you in the chest at 89 miles per hour, you're, you're going to notice it. And especially the way that uh, that's a hard, frozen rubber yeah. disc. I didn't, I didn't want to go there, but uh, you gave the okay, but that's what went through my mind. I really thought that there was a shooting at the arena yeah. and I was terrified. And then I looked up and everyone's clapping around me. I'm like, ah, yay, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> but, uh, it wasn't for you, Mia. <laughs> they were like, oh, get her, get her some help. But, but I mean, after you realized like what had happened, what was your first thought of, about that? Did you immediately think about your implants? Was, I get to keep the 
puck and I took a picture with the puck. <laughs> That's a true hockey fan. That right is there. a true hockey fan. Everyone else would be like, my implant. <laughs> well, I, the adrenaline was still so high, but, but uh, once game started to like be in play again and I sat down and I calmed down, um, I started to feel like a pain and I looked yeah. down and it was already turning blue and then it was like yellow and then it was like a starver it was really pretty actually it looked like a healing crystal nice you know what the look of tie-dye that implant yeah exactly <laughs> probably saved you a significant injury that's what Dr. I mean if that had hit like your wall your chest wall your bones oh. it's broken some ribs there Oh my god! And she could have gotten a precordial thump and had a cardiac arrest for sure. That that could have happened. Oh my god! Wait, but that would have qualified me for the Make a Wish to uh, drop a ceremonial puck at the next home (laughs) game. So (laughs) I feel like you would have owed me that at that point. Mia, there's taking one for the team, and then there's completely (laughs) off the the hook, ridiculous, and that is not where we're going. We'll get you there to drop the puck some other way. Okay, we know people. (laughs) All right, that's fair. So when, when, uh, what happened was a friend of mine, uh, Steve Teitelbaum actually saw some article about this injury that you had. And he shot over the article to me and said, you need to have Mia Khalifa on your podcast to talk about this injury. And I was like, that sounds great. So I asked Lauren uh, Rentler, who you've met, our, our PR gal, to give you a call. And she's amazing, just a super, superstar. And uh, she called up your people. And, uh, yes. and uh, they, they said uh, that you would take a look at it and think about it. And I guess after some back and forth, we were able to get you out for not only for the, uh, for the podcast, but also for the, for the consultation, which was great. And uh, I'll never forget it because the first thing you said after I met you, and I said, hi, I'm Dr. Calvert. Say I'm in. You walked in. You sat in my office, and you saw my penguin's hat, and you turned to your, your people, and you said, nobody told me this guy was a penguin fan. <laughs> and, and they all were like, you didn't ask. She's like, don't you think that would have been relevant information? <laughs> like, ugh. Okay, fine. Oh, I'll do the consultation. You, I, well, like, I got scared. I was like, what if he carved Sidney Crosby for life into my rib? <laughs> so just for you, Dr. Ravello, Mia is a diehard Capitals fan. And at the time, the, uh, the Caps-Penguins rivalry, and still is, is just like a huge deal, like a big deal. You might have carved something deal. on your rib. You might have. <laughs> I keep this in my drawer. Oh, there you go. That's Alex Ovechkin and Mia Khalifa. There you go. See, see, see where I had the 30 extra pounds to lose? <laughs> no, but I'll take your word for it. Well, I, I just look like, like a teenager. <laughs> well, that was, uh, that, was a, that was a different time for you. You're in, you're in your fighting weight right now, that's for sure. Yeah, that's right. So, so the, uh, we talked a little bit about what to do about the implant and you know, the thing when you get an injury like that, you know, the, what would be your first thought, Dr. Ravello, if you took a hockey puck to the implant? First thought would definitely be, was that implant ruptured? I mean, going that fast, that's not a small object. Very possible. I mean, we see implants rupture with just mammograms, you know? <laughs> that's so true. <gasps> Don't tell me that. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Older implants, like from like 20 years ago. We're here for you, Mia. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But no, that, Can I that, schedule my mammogram directly after my consultation with Dr. Calvert <laughs> to fix my implants again? <laughs> so, we, but we talked about it. And so that's what we did. We got an MRI and found out the implants were not ruptured. And what had really happened was she lost all the upper pole fullness. The after the hematoma, you know, the the big bruise yeah. had gone away. It took away the tissue with it, and so she had a, a pretty significant size discrepancy. Uh, in terms of the upper pole and the implant was okay. And so rather than switching out implants and doing all kinds of, you know, major stuff that way, we decided just to do a, a mastopexy, a lift, and then fat graft like the bejesus out of the, out of the left breast. I think we did a little bit on the right too, if I remember correctly, just for balancing purposes and rippling. I had a little rippling there. So we, we did that. And uh, so she came in for the surgery and after the, the fat grafting, I think things looked a lot better. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought we kind of got it, got it where we needed it. Uh, they pointed in the same direction. Of course they looked better. 
there there was a little bit of a googly eyed thing going on there. That was yeah. uh, that was not cool. We took care of that though. <laughs> so they, how much- that's true. I forgot about that part. <laughs> they were they were sort of like this kind of you know. Yep. Yeah. No that that was uh, that was an issue. So how much fat did you end up grafting? It was a total of about 200 cc's. It wasn't like crazy amounts, but well, that's a decent you know, amount. In the it breast. was. It was like 70 70 cc's on the right, and then I think 130 on the left, if I remember correctly. We didn't switch the implants. The implants are I don't know how old they are now, though, Mia, but they're, they're probably coming up for change out in a few years or so. 2014. Oh, so you got you got a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got four more years or so, five more years. And, and if they they ain't broke, don't fix them. But we also did the periareal or mastopexy. We did not do an anchor scar. And I think things looked really good afterwards. I mean, I haven't seen you since you lost all the weight. That's kind of what I was curious about. How has so, it, how's it fared since you lost the weight? Um, the fat is definitely still there where you put it because they're still even. But nice. I've lost so much like natural fat that hasn't been placed somewhere that the rippling on the sides is so much more noticeable now because mm-hmm. it's just like my skin is just a lot closer to the implant. Yeah. So I've noticed that. And also when I bend over or stand up, I can kind of see the implants if I put my shoulders back enough, which I wasn't able to do before. But yeah, like they're still, they're still sitting at the same place, which is That's great. amazing. You know, I was thinking about that earlier because we do talk about when patients lose weight, a lot of times it'll come from fat grafting. That's why I tell patients don't gain weight just for fat grafting because it'll go away once you get back to your normal weight. But then I was thinking about it again. Typically when we harvest an area, whether it's the thighs or the abdomen, we're usually taking it from an area of your body that likes to store fat. That's why you so have the fat there. He, so he took it from an area that I have always had the biggest problems with. Like even yeah. at my skinniest, I could never get rid of this like dip in my hips. And it was just like, mm, couldn't wear tight dresses because no matter how fit I was, it was just there naturally and I couldn't do anything about it. So he took it out of there. And ever since then, like, honestly, the girls being even fantastic, a bra could have fixed that if I had the energy to wear a bra ever, but that there's nothing I could have done about that. (laughs) Completely life changing. I hear you. But I think that's why, I mean, in your case, it stayed. That was your stubborn fat area. And it behaves the same way wherever we place it. So it's like, girl, I'm not going anywhere. Like, this is like, I stay. It is so, so stubborn. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure it fills my brain too. <laughs> it's just <laughs> my entire personality. Well, the, uh, I mean, I tell you, the, that, that is, that theory of moving the stubborn fat is very real. I have found that that's, that's the best fat to use. So if you, you know, if you graft, you know, the fat that you just can't ever get rid of to the breast, it, it works out well. And yeah. I think that fat grafting thick too. Oh, like yeah. I could, I could grab the fat on my thighs back then. And like, it feels different than grabbing that. Like that was dense fat. Oh, I hated that. I used, oh my God, I hated that fat so much. Gone. Gone. <laughs> You're here now. That's right. <laughs> Where I can keep an eye on you. That's right. Exactly. Well, and I've been doing, and I know Dr. Ravello does a ton of fat grafting with breast reconstruction with, with breast implants also, but like we're doing a case on Friday that, uh, you know, Dr. Ravello and I, we saw the patient today and, and a big issue for her. She's had three rounds of implants and, uh, it's just, no, I'm sorry. She's only had, she's had three, three two rounds of implants, but three operations and she's lost so much lower pole fullness from going in and out of the pocket three times with the implants that, you know, we have to fat graft it or it's going to be, it's going to be a disaster. And is that what that is when you can feel it on your rib cage? Cause I've been feeling that recently. And I thought it was because like, they're, they're just heavier now relatively compared to before. I think it's probably more just cause you've lost the, the, thickness of the skin, you know, the breast tissue, whatever is there. I mean, the, the implants that you have are, are sort of, you know, jumbo size implants, but they, they do. Uh, I like my implants how I like my French fries. There you go. <laughs> Supersized. <laughs> but, but the key is to have the, that there's got to be some coverage. And so that's where like in the future, if you were, if you say, I'm going to stay this lean and I'm going to really, you know, kind of, this is my commitment then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I am peaking and I know it. (laughs) Exactly. I'm peaking and I know it and I'm taking it. I'm taking advantage of it while I can. 
well, that's good. Do a calendar or something. This is the time. Yeah, exactly. You know? Hell, I'd do a calendar if I looked at that then, you know, it'd be, it'd be scary for most people. But the, uh, uh, but that's the thing is if you are going to stay that lean, then, then probably doing some fat grafting with the, the next breast operation, the exchange or whatever, it would be really useful. And, yeah. uh, and it, and it is, and that's kind of like, with me, I'm, if I'm doing breast implants or doing any kind of uh, lift in the implants, I'm always thinking about fat grafting. Don't you agree, Dr. Ravella? Always. I do love the fat as a great adjuvant to any implant surgery that I'm doing or any kind of lift, or even a reduction. Just putting it where it's not and providing extra contour and fullness in the areas that need it. I love fat grafting, especially in the breasts. Do you think it makes it feel more natural too? Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Um, I guess the question I have for you also with your weight loss and the implants, how is the skin envelope? Have you noticed any loosening of the lift that was done? Um, no, I don't think that, I don't think that they're any saggier, but I also, I weighed, I I used to weigh 170 pounds and I lost a bunch of weight drastically. Uh, well not drastically over the span of like eight to nine months. But it was a lot. I got down to That's like 120. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and my skin just kind of like, when I first got my implants, I needed to get a lift too. Otherwise, the doctor said my nipples would be pointing downwards if I right. didn't. Um, so I had a bunch of extra skin to work with, which is why I think that my implants, even though they're so big, they're the size that I used to be originally, but I was also a lot bigger. So I think that my skin held them better than someone who started as an A cup. Got it. Right. I mean, they definitely fit your body though, too. It's not, it's, it's kind of like they, you, you own those implants and they, they work for you. So it's like not a, I mean, there's some girls that get in, you know, they're your size and they put in four fifties and they look, you know, way too big as a matter of fact. What's my CC? I think they were 700s. I yeah. mean, they were, they were not, not subtle. You know, they're not small. Like the largest, you know, production implants are 800. So, <laughs> you know, there was, a, um, there was a step above and I wasn't told. I know we could have, we could have done that maybe, but, uh, well there, you know, it's interesting. I have a patient that has the, uh, high profile 770 gummy bears in and they're enormous on her. She's definitely, I think she's actually about your size or smaller and they, they take up the whole chest and it's, it's, it's been a engineering feat to, to get them to look really great. But, you know, it turned out after we reconstructed her that I had to actually raise one of the folds up a little bit and she wants to go to the 800s. And I'm, there are some 800 CC that are non-gummy bears. They're, they're, high, they're extra filled. And I think we're going to switch to that just because the, the way that the implant is shaped, I think, is going to be better for somebody small. So there are, there are options in terms of these large implants that, you know, you, you can really max out the look, but it's, it, it is tricky to put big implants on small people. Don't you think Dr. Ravello? It is definitely <laughs> tricky. And the thing we always tell patients is, and I actually heard you say this to a patient the other day, the bigger the implant, the bigger the complications. So yeah, the big implants are great, but they do come with a much higher complication profile down the line because yep. as you get older, the more weight there is with the implants, the more lifts you need, more problems you could have with caps or contracture. So they're great. But yeah, you do kind of have to sign up for the multiple surgeries when you go bigger like that. Yeah. I, uh, since I lost the weight, I haven't been comfortable sleeping on my side and I've been a side sleeper my entire life. So it's been tricky to like get used to sleeping on my back. Wow. Oh, really? so, so much weight that. when I lay on my side. Yeah. Oh, hmm. wow. That's interesting. Well, that's, you know, look, they're not, they're, they're definitely <laughs> large and in charge. We're going to go there, but the, um, but for what, I don't know, I, I've, I never looked at sort of your build and your setup and said, ah, oh, these implants are too big. That, that never crossed my mind, which it does a lot of times when people have them. So for whatever reason, they fit your body, they work for you. And I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they look like your before and after now, you know, from when we did the, the operation. I don't even know that we've ever gotten after photos because I haven't seen you in a while, but. I thought we did. I, but yeah, but I thought I went into uh Newport for my laser and we did them there. Oh, maybe did, uh, maybe Lauren took them or something. I'll check. Yeah. Maybe somebody did get them. I have to, I have to look in your chart, 
but that would be interesting to see even the, that after and where you are now, how the implants look. I can recreate look. it with the photo I took in my robe before, the, like literally right before I went into uh, the operation room. I took one with my robe just to show how <laughs> uneven it was. They were, they it was were, so <laughs> bad. Just thinking about it is like, oh my God. They needed help, <laughs> but that was good. By the <laughs> way, for our listeners, if you want to see this whole story, it's on YouTube on Mia's channel. Uh, yeah. and it's, it's like she docu. you did a great job documenting this whole process too. It was awesome. Thanks. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it's fun to watch because you were, you were pretty funny with all your stuff going through it. And then, you know, we had, uh, unveiling and everything, which was cool. Oh, so was yeah, awesome. I, I recommend it. I, I recommend it was it. such a great process too, for an out of town patient. Like I was really scared of having surgery in a place I didn't live and like, wasn't yeah. near my things and a place that like hey i lived in texas going to california am i insured in california if like i get sick so i was i was pretty nervous but god it was such a smooth process and your whole team uh down there is amazing i don't know if i can curse no they're great (laughs) you can say whatever you want we're we're just recording don't worry (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll give it to sean he can he can figure that out sean gosser our amazing producer is now like he's moved way up in uh in his whole network there with his podcasting so he he'd probably love to see yeah. you again soon he's doing great Miss you, Sean. he's he's the man so i guess you know uh last but not least you know we have to talk about the emergency phone calls that we get about skincare because you're you're definitely a skincare <laughs> person because you have issues that come up every now and again with adult acne which a lot of people do and it's that you're not the only one, and uh, and you're very uh, forthcoming about it with your with your followers, and I and we appreciate it because you always kind of talk about how my uh, PA Orla swings in and saves the day because she is amazing. Yeah. Always, it doesn't matter what time it is. I, sh- I don't know if she has like push notifications, even if her <laughs> phone's on Do Not Disturb, but that woman is quick and she knows how to calm you. She's definitely a mom because she knows how to calm you down. She's a total mom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she is. She's but amazing. yeah, my adult acne, uh, not so fun, especially since I only really wear makeup when someone is putting it on me. Um, so my skin is really important to me. Like if my, if my skin isn't right, I, I, I don't feel confident because it's just like, it's right there. And but, I don't know how to cover it up or want to cover it up because it'll make it worse. But do you think that since you've you know, changed the, you know, the composition of your body now, is, is that better? Hasn't that calmed down your skin, skin issues? Only because I started adding these things into my diet, like a green smoothie. Um, and I think that that cleanses me. Um, since the quarantine, it's been really hard to get fresh produce just like that. So I stopped drinking them for about like two months and my skin went haywire again. That was oh, no, when really? I reached out to Orla. Well, actually, I reached out to her after I called her about a pimple and she recommended a bunch of products to me. And I used all of them at once, even though she told me not to. <laughs> Because if one is good, like five is better. Exactly. So I gave myself a nice little chemical burn and I thought I was going to die and have to go to a hospital. So it was, it was fine. She told me to wash it off. That, it, was, it was seriously like calling tech support and they were like, well, did you try turning it on and off? And then it worked. <laughs> Just wash it off. It's fine. By the way, we do offer that at the Rock Spots, pimple tech support. It's uh... <laughs> There's the emergency line for that. It's an emergency. (laughs) What's going on? I'm trying to go out tonight and this thing is killing me. It's like ruining my whole look. But there, what did did she make for you? What was your little compound of products that you got? So it was the the Zoe skincare um, brightening cream for like spot treatment, the the prescription strength one. And then it was uh, a Zoe skincare under eye cream for dark circles, which has worked because I have not been sleeping any differently, but I look perky um what else was it uh i like skinceuticals so i was just re-upping like on a couple things from them yeah i'm obsessed yeah. with them um I, this was my first time trying so skincare um oh this uh this mask that i kept wearing on my pimples even though it said to use it twice a week but it looked so cute and it stayed that shade of blue and it just like i was like i'd rather wear this than a pimple <laughs> <laughs> There you go. (laughs) So maybe that was it. I wore it all day long for like three days because I had to like be on camera too. So that's good. Orla, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Orla, she's definitely going to listen to this, by the way. (laughs) 
but she, she's always happy to swing in and take care of business. And you, you know, that's the thing is if you have the, the part that's hard for, I think most patients to get is that you need to have a place that you can kind of rely on for yeah. your, your, to know your skin. And so when you call, they say, Oh, okay, this is what it is. Yeah. You can't just like call that into a new Medispa right. somewhere, you know, you yeah. gotta have, and this is the the whole argument for like kind of finding you know, a good plastic surgeon, good office and, and doing it that way, because it gets to be, you know, it, it we know you and that's really yeah. important. No, your skin that. reacts to things. Yeah. yeah. But also I found out when I had that phone call with her, um, trying to pick products that not everything is available online. There's certain like SkinCeuticals and Zoe Skincare have products that are only available at like doctor's offices yeah. because Correct. they're prescription strength, which I had no idea about. I thought that you could just buy anything from Derm Store or whatever website. No, I mean, that's a big misconception. I mean, that's why we have these physician products because the truth is if they just sold them over the counter, people that people would, would get themselves. hurt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they'd have problems. And they, yep. they'd cause like, the, so you need to get these products under the direction of a physician or a physician assistant like Orla and our esthetician, you know, Roddy. And then also down, you, you've been down to Newport Beach with... Uh, with Whitney and with uh, Lauren. I mean, we have, we have yeah. amazing people. Um, but I feel like Lauren knows my skin better than I do. Yeah, she's great. She might. She yeah. responds to my Instagram stories and can name what products I have on just from the amount of blow. Really? <laughs> yes, she's done it before. She's like, mm, you're using that, aren't you? I'm like, yes, I have. <laughs> See, that's that's good. cool. That's really good. Yeah, no, Lauren is, Lauren's amazing. I mean, that's, the, that's why I made Rock Spa because, you know, I knew – when I was doing all these, you know, facelifts and, you know, the noses, all the stuff that people want and they, they need a place that they can go and get the, you know, get, get the kind of advice and get the right products. And we, we only bring in stuff that we really love. I mean, it's a, it's really important. I'm super picky about my skincare and you carry everything. Like I got everything I love from you. Oh, that's good. I started using SkinCeuticals uh, after – my Siri keeps turning on. I started using SkinCeuticals after going to Rockspot for the first time and, like, haven't moved away from them since. Until now, it's Zoe Skincare. Yeah, the Zio stuff is really nice. And that, is it that, Zio or Zo? Oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> well, we call it Zio because it's Zeno Baji is the guy that – Oh! But you, a lot of people call you it You can call it whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. No, Zo is fine. But uh, they we, we call it – I think we call it Zio. I don't know. I don't think it matters. Okay. Well, you know what it is, but it's, it's, uh, you know, everybody used to think of Obagi because the Obagi line was really great because this, uh, this dermatologist, Zane Obagi, uh, he, he made that line a long time ago. And when he sold it, he had a non-compete for a lot of years. Well, his non-competes oh. over and that's why he created this, uh, Zio skincare. And he's, he's a real genius dermatologist. So he does amazing stuff and the products oh are great. I don't know if you can see, but it's just like, the faintest hyperpigmentation just three days after the cut, this burn was so gnarly. It wasn't just red. It was like white and crusty instantly after I added one product. It was like the magic product that acted like hydrogen peroxide and then stained my skin white and like burned it. Mm. Yikes. That's a lot. That is a yeah, lot. It was. <laughs> it was. I mixed all of that prescription strength so skincare <gasps> with the... Uh, um, acne and blemish treatment from SkinCeuticals, that like super strong one in the pipe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you might as well throw in a nuclear missile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> At least you don't have a hole in your face. My gosh. <laughs> and then I took too. some Clorox and I used a Q-tip. <laughs> and you injected Lysol too. At the yeah. direction of our <laughs> president who thought that was Oh gosh. <laughs> don't do that, by the way. For anybody no. listening, do not inject Lysol. If that mm-hmm. needs to be said, I'm not sure why, but evidently it was. Yeah, only Purell. So what's your <laughs> what's your kidding. plan for after quarantine? So the, the wedding is going to be postponed. What are you going to do next? What's what's up for you? I'm going to eat at as many restaurants as I can. That's all I want to do. That's all I ever did before, I know. which is why this quarantine is so easy. I only left the house to eat or go see you. <laughs> well... You told me you were doing. You got a podcast that was coming online, but I guess with sports being down for the road, down for the count, that's not happening anytime soon. No, no, not for a while. Yeah, yeah the Doctor Hockey podcast is like in the ICU and uh, has a DNR order. I mean, there's nothing to talk about. You know, yeah. we, we've had uh, it's been it's been awful. The plastic surgery one we've been talking about because people need to get skincare. We've been doing home facials. We've been talking about all the lipo we're going to be doing. So 
<laughs> that's been all good, but I don't see sports coming back around for quite some time. So I know I'm expecting, I'm not expecting any this year. And even if we do get anything, it's probably going to be exhibition style. Right. Right. Yeah. So what are, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big sports person, so I'm not watching the sports channels, but what are they talking about on the like, ESPN and dedicated sports channels? Like, oh, it's so desperate. It's just, it's just like greatest hits and yeah. bowling championship repeats <laughs> and just a lot of reruns and a lot of fluff. Yeah. 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 It's been pretty awful in terms of that. I mean, there really hasn't, I mean, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch Russian five. Uh, Mia, did you watch that? The, not yet i haven't you should watch that that's I know. something put it on your put it on your list that that movie is incredible in fact we had jimmy devilano the uh general manager for the uh you know seven he, he won four stanley cups with uh the islanders and three with the red wings and uh and he was in that movie and that film is really worth if you if you're looking for a sports movie that's the one it is hands down incredible but yeah, we haven't we haven't been able to do a whole lot of much of anything on this uh, podcast. We had Seth Jones on uh, recently. He said that they're getting back to fours. They're just starting to skate with four at a time. But it's gonna. He said it's gonna be a very long time before they're back to any kind of stadium style hockey. And uh, yeah. did you watch the fight? There was a uh, a UFC fight on Saturday night. I didn't, but I bet on it. Well, did you win? Good. Did you win? Did you- uh, no, I didn't. I did good though. I got six out of ten. That's pretty good. It was it was a parlay with like ten people. I got a friend. Uh, I had a friend text me like, "Hey, do you want to join? It's five dollars." I'm like, "Yes, yeah. five dollars." <laughs> I will get more competitive over five dollars than I will over any other amount of money. <laughs> That's true. Well, it was great though because they did it in. Uh, it was in Florida, and there were no fans. But it was it was a very different experience watching this fight because. You could hear the manager, you know, and his his cor- the corner people very clearly what they were saying to the fighter, and you could hear the fighters kind of responding, and so it, it became a very different. Instead of it being a, you know, forty thousand foot view of this, it was almost like you were in the fight with yeah. them. You, you, it was really cool. I actually liked oh, it. Kind of cool. I love yeah. that. Yeah, it was almost better. Yeah, like you, like you're <laughs> right up there with them. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see hockey like that and like hear the players, but more so than that, I've always, I've always looked for like a really long, like 10 hour video or audio recording of just like skates, a bunch of skates, ice skating on ice, like hockey style. So to where like you could hear the sticks too. Yeah. Yes. For like ambient cool. noise. Yeah. For like really? ambient noise when I sleep or something. Yeah. I love that sound. And I'm not even a hockey it's really person. soothing. Yeah. yeah. The, the skates on the ice and the Oh, totally. Love it. I'm into that. That would be a good, like, uh, yeah. I mean, they could put that on my little, uh, next to the bed sleep clock. And uh, yeah, that's that's why I want it. You can have ocean waves, birds (laughs) chirping, hockey on ice. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would choose that one. Actually. That'd be, that'd be very good. It's a great, I I think also the sound of bacon cooking could be another one that I could go to sleep. Mm, I would never sleep. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like mm. it sounds like a crowd roaring. I think Jim Gaffigan. My said. mouth water just like at the thought of that sound. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, so th- I would definitely check out. They're going to probably do more of these fights, and uh, there's I think they're on this weekend. Next weekend will be a big one, a Conor McGregor thing. So I would I would take spend the whatever it is thirty bucks. See that one, I would watch. Like I want I want to see McGregor. Yeah, that could be really fun. So I think yeah. that's going to be worth it because uh, you know. That that experience was kind of cool, but that's what professional sports is going to be for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't think you know until until we can test everybody, get a vaccine, or you know have a way of knowing who's got what when they go into the stadium. We can't we can't put a bunch of people together like that. It's yeah. just it'll just refire this whole pandemic, and you know it, it it it's not working for anyone. No, yeah. Mia, any other uh, any other thoughts on plastic surgery? Any other questions that you have for us? Um. I was going to ask about fat grafting. Like you, for, you said that you said that like no, for face. Oh my <laughs> Wait, you guys do it on the face. What do you, how do you do that? What's the, what result are you going for? Does it work the same as like fillers? Basically. Yeah. It's a little bit of a more long lasting filler. Um, and typically it's in patients that are a little bit older and have had volume loss. We do it sometimes with a facelift or on its own, but it's sort of used however you would use filler. So you can put it in the cheeks nasal labial folds, you can do it in the lips and just, it lasts a little bit longer than filler does. Does it look any different? 
it looks a little more natural. It's but, softer. It's a softer yeah, a look. Softer look. But it's also a stem cell transfer. So we do a lot of fat grafting uh, just to you know bring healthy tissue into you know especially in people that are you know more my vintage. But uh, it it does add. That's a nice way it, of saying it. Yeah, definitely. Not only does it add volume, but we think that it really makes the skin healthier. So um, it you know I I have this concept that I think that people are going to get fat grafting as an anti-aging move starting in their thirties. And uh, I'm still thinking over how I want to do it, but I, I, I really believe that those stem cell transfers and putting volume back in, in a very judicious and, and tempered manner at a younger age is probably going to really help people stay looking younger. It's just a theory I have. I'm not there yet. Oh, it's Did like you the self-driving car. Did you see her face right there? She was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> This it's like a self-driving car. Thing. This is what I'm excited for. <laughs> I have a self-driving car and it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think I watch all those East Coast hockey games? When I'm driving oh around? my God, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't do it now because now I got to drive because there's no traffic out there. But like oh, when God. you're in like, when you're in crawl traffic with the Tesla, hand on the wheel, you know, and it, it, it does it for you. It's so great. I really recommend it. Not that I'm kind watching hockey Robert games while I'm driving. Him. I would never say that, but I'm, but I kind of am. It's you kind of just did. I kind of did, but the uh, but it's very simple because you're in the carpool lane and it just goes and goes and goes. Very easy. But right now, I mean, I can get back to Newport Beach in about 35 minutes. It's unbelievable. Oh. That's been the best part about this. Like, yeah, it, it's that's incredible. The total economic destruction of our country. Oh, God, no, no, no. No, <laughs> so but I would, no I traffic in LA. <laughs> I know. I that, take the traffic It's kind of like being in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. It's, it's creeping up now. Like now there's more traffic. But I remember those first few weeks. It was like those apocalyptic movies where you're the only one in the road. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you was... said you had a question about fat grafting. I think then we got detoured into the face. Oh, that completely overshadowed my, my question. Like knowing you could put it in your face. That's You're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned something about uh, changing or fixing the rippling on someone who's lost a lot of weight with fat grafting. If they've lost a lot of weight, where do you, where do you take the fat from? I was going to ask you about that when you're talking about fat grafting her. I'm like, she has no fat left. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That is the issue. Um, <laughs> It depends how much you need, and there's always some place you can find it. There's always True. a, there's always True. some place. The medial thighs tend to yes. be a really good spot to get some fat. And yeah, the, because because of my initial uh, weight loss drop, those just they never tone. They will they will never tone no matter what I do. Every other part of my body will, but no. Yeah. So, like I said, there's always some spot you can find it. There are some people that are just you know. 8%, 6% body fat people that don't have any, and it be, isn't an option. But then you could go to a, uh, a um, allograft fat. Uh, yeah, which she'd is, be great for the Renuva. She just has little areas of rippling. Sorry, I don't even talk about you like you're oh, no, it's fine. not included. What is Renuva? Um, Renuva is a, like a synthetic fat matrix. So it's um, donated cadaver fat matrix, not really actual live fat that's injected into wherever you want to put fat and it allows the body to form its own fat into that scaffold or matrix as well as a little bit of collagen as well. So it becomes your own fat over time. The reason we don't use it that much is because it comes in very small amounts. The syringes are about that big and it costs a decent amount, but for women that have no fat and just have very small areas that need to be filled, it's, it's a great option. Does it feel any different or look any different? No. Once, I mean, it's your own fat. Once it fills in, it's your fat. How long does that take? It usually takes about two to three rounds of treatment spaced several months apart. But then once it's there, I mean, that's there. It's your fat. That's crazy. And I do a have to mention. Car. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do have to mention that I am a consultant to the company that makes Renuva. So uh, because of the Sunshine Act. Um, which I believe that I am single-handedly responsible for Congress passing that Sunshine Act from my behavior and residency. <laughs> I I would say things me is just terrible. They'd be like, you know, we really think you should try out Unison. I was like, well, that's a good drug. Um, I think you know the Rangers are going to be in town next week, and I think if I can sit on the glass for that, I might be able to try some of that Unison. <laughs> 
<laughs> it wasn't that bad. You oh did it. <laughs> Wait, no, I did do that. But it was, they passed the Sunshine Act so that you can't like say like, oh, I'll try your drug if you get me seats for the hockey game, which is basically, oh, like that was what you all our fun. Well, I, I, I don't know that I was single-handedly. There were some very egregious uh, things that sure. you know, you'd, you'd see these boondoggles where they'd rent a yacht and take, you know, 20 ICU docks on, on a trip and stuff. So they, it was probably, it had, you know, they kind of had it coming. Yeah, yeah for sure. It yeah. was too much. They, Is I it don't painful think were, when you inject it? The, the it like thick? Yeah. Um, it burns a little bit. Is um, that, is that what they say for like butt injections? Like how, how they say like it burns when girls get them? Well, usually for the butt injections, they're asleep. Cause that's, I mean, that's fat, like the fat grafting you had in the breast. That's basically what they get in their butt. So usually they're fully asleep, general anesthesia for that. It would take a lot of the Renuva to oh. do a butt, like a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's also Sculptra that we use, which yeah. is a, uh, I've heard know, of that. Yeah. That's PLLA. It's a, it's a polymer, a polymer plastic absorbable. And when it goes in, it's, it creates tissue and collagen through scar, basically a form scar tissue. And so a lot of people do that for the butt, but it is very expensive also. It works very well. It's a great product, but super, tr- super pricey. Jeez. But there are all these options. You know, if you're, yeah. if you run out of fat, we got you. <laughs> I think, or, or you can just, you know, have Robert start going nuts. And <laughs> you could probably oh, get it back. You can make your own fat. <laughs> it's coming back. It's coming back. This is not going to last that long. Hopefully well, it'll last till the wedding, but. But you don't know, right? Cause you don't know when that's going to be. Well, we pushed it. We told all the vendors to move it to the same date next year. That's a long time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm tired and I'm hungry. That is a long time. You need a game plan. Well, we could like go back a little bit and then get back into it. Yeah, I do yo-yo a lot. I'm just, I don't, don't, I'm scared I won't be able to tap into this motivation ever again. Well, you know, uh, my buddy Terry Dubrow got in, Terry got into great shape. And, uh, you know, I was like, Terry, man, how'd you do it? He goes, well, he goes, I just worked really hard at it. I really focused. I did all the things that I had to do. He goes, but don't worry. I just call this (laughs) pre-fat. He's like, yes he's like it's coming chef's kiss that's exactly what it is i'm just in pre-fat mode right now it took me a minute i was like wait what got it he goes don't worry i'm just pre-fat yep yep he goes because it's gonna go away and then i'm gonna have to work at it again and you know he's a very realistic guy and he's written a bunch of diet books now too he and his wife have two diet books out and they're and they, they're really good. I mean, they're, they're very realistic and they're, they're about like, this is how you do it and you got to stay focused and you have to be on it. And the truth is, is that if you can do it and stay with it, it's great. And if you can't, then you have to just recommit and get back onto the horse when you fall off it. So yep. I, I have to definitely do that with my COVID-19 uh, 15 here and uh, I'll, I'll find a way to, to take it back down. I was doing so well too. I was like on fire. On yeah, my you worked out all the time. Yes. And now I'm like, just like, you know, I think I'll catch another round of Ozark here. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. You need, your, you need to get your virtual trainer. I need something, yeah. but, uh, I think my, uh, my visit to my doctor today was uh, motivation enough. Cause she was just kind of like, so how fat are you going to get? You just going oh to go for like two fifty, or what's your, what's your plan here? Like <laughs> when, when are you going to buy new clothes? Like, what's your deal? Damn. I like her. She's great. <laughs> She's uh she's she's an amazing doc. So Eva Queenar, she's uh she's the best. You know, just I'm really in, I'm in that awesome. position too, look, though. Like, do we buy new clothes? Because mm. this is just pre-fat. Right. And you're just you're just post skinny. I'm I'm I was like I was on my way. There you're pre skinny is what you yeah, are. I guess right now I'm pre skinny. You're pre skinny. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, me, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, we don't, uh, don't keep your whole yes. night here, but uh, it's really great to see you and to chat and in this quarantine uh, I know. way of doing these podcasts now. But uh, we, we will definitely be looking out for whatever the next big move is for you. Obviously, when sports comes back, we know where you'll be. Oh, so excited. It, it'll so happen. Excited. Don't worry, it will. Well, thank thanks again. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for this coming. so fun. Yeah, I can't wait to meet you in the I near know, future, hopefully. Say. Hopefully. Yeah. And you, guys right. are, you guys will definitely have a great time together. She's, uh, yeah. And you're both of uh, the same uh, like um, height status. So <laughs> <laughs> You're a teeny too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh! <laughs> How tall are you? Five, two and three fourths. Oh, I hear you. I'm, I'm five, one and a quarter. 
That oh, quarter she's is like pocket size. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, you can see a difference from far away of someone who's like five, three and someone who's oh, below five, one. Absolutely. That's a big, yeah. di- those inches make a huge difference. Seriously. My, that's what my mom used to say. I'm four, 10 and three quarters is what she said. <laughs> Go at it. <laughs> You would add that three quarters on. I was like, mom, you can just say I'm 4'11". I like, no, I'm not 4'11". The DMV. <laughs> they wouldn't. They just well, said you're 5'3". Well, awesome. Well, thanks so much, Mia. This is, uh, you know, again, the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast with Mia Khalifa coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is MediSpa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 Westcliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty. And if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast you will get the member's pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery. But there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com. And you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800. And that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.